Hello and welcome to Completely Machinima, the podcast about machinima, virtual production, and related technologies. My name is Phil, and I'm here with my co-hosts Damian, Ricky, and Tracy. Hello. Welcome hey. to you. Hello. Hey. So we've got a great pick to discuss this week, and this is one by Tracy, and it's called Heroes of Bronze. And I'll just start by saying, Tracy, that for those of you who don't know, on the on the show we have a we have an electronic bulletin board basically that we will this is how we gather together the information for the show and stuff and when i first saw what was tracy's pick she had posted the trailer and then the film and i at first thought that the trailer which runs i don't know what is it 20 seconds yeah at first i thought that was the pick and uh i was very confused (laughs) Uh, but then then i scrolled down (laughs) <laughs> and uh, realized what was happening. So, uh, yeah, tell us about this, uh, you, this you interesting got a, find. You got a double hit then. Yeah. Heroes of Bronze. This one is called The Memory, and it's by Martin Kleckner, and it was released on the 21st of January. So by the time it uh, hits our channel, it'll be a, a couple of months uh, uh, into its run, if you like. Um, now, it's the first main film release by Martin from his really quite quite long-awaited project in which he's attempting to use a variety of different media from from these short films to written stories and paintings. And what he's trying to do is rebuild this uh, uh, Greco-Persian war period of time um, using as much historically accurate information as he can in the process. Now, he's using iClone and Blender in his pipeline, and he's also using Rococo for his mocap. and we first highlighted that this project was coming our way last April. Um, so it's quite a, a long wait for us um, to see this actually having been released. So it's, it really is quite quite um, cool to see it out. Um, now, this particular one is, is he's calling it a proof of concept short film. Uh, and it's set in ancient Greece, showcasing this time between these two quite um, famous battles, Marathon being one which was 1490 BC in Plataea, uh, excuse my uh, Greek, <laughs> um, which was fought in um, 479 BC. So it's a it's a battle between those two um, great battles that we, we probably have heard more about, if you like. Um, now, the film is basically an introduction to a bigger animated project, um, which he's already currently pre-producing. Um, so over the next year, he's going to be releasing more with the second film in this series planned for the autumn. Um, and just to let you know, this isn't just from last uh, April time or whenever it was we first highlighted it. But this is actually a project that's taken four years to get to this stage. Four years. Um, and you can kind of see how he's developing the project um, on his um, YouTube channel, but he's also got a website on which it's it's very well worth looking at the, the content that he's um, putting on his website as well. Uh, and the way that he's um, paying for himself to do all of this content, he's a one-man band basically, um, is he's running it out of um, Patreon. He's got umpteen followers on Patreon and that uh, is allowing him to produce tutorials, which is basically what's paying for him to do the creative work. So if you really enjoy this, then it's definitely worth um, supporting him for not very many uh, bucks a month. Um, now, there's a there's a really 
detailed uh, accompanying description of the story on the website for this particular episode, along with historical notes um, that he's used to inform the decisions that he's made about the story. Um, but actually, I wanted to experience this as a standalone film. And in some respects, it's actually a little hard to follow as a film without the background content on the website, um, which explains the story. Uh, and that includes the time period, for example, because you may be more familiar with other battles of that period of time, such as Thermopylae um, from you know, the, the, the film 300 and, and various other things. You're probably a little bit more familiar with those. Um, also, the names and the details uh, and the 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 uh, the the way that the armor uh, works and um, you know how that's been created. All of that is detailed on his on his website, but it's just sort of uh, you get just a passing glimpse of it in the film. Um, it's told through the memories of this um, particular uh, war hero's wife. Um, it's narrated as thoughts rather than as spoken words to her son. And she's basically reflecting on this boy's deep attraction to this, to his father's armor, which sort of stands in this room that he visits um, clearly quite frequently. Um, now, the, the film's action is really quite fast paced. There's many, many different scenes. Um, they seem to be just presented as samplers of this um, former soldier's life. Um, and I think really what stitches the whole thing together for me is is actually uh, this really haunting music, which which just seems to bind it all because there's scene after scene after scene after scene, um, which is which is an interesting approach. But the the music, I think, then becomes very important. Um, it's not necessarily. Um, I mean, you don't you don't necessarily understand all the material that's that's gone into the making of the film, which I think is a kind of an interesting approach. I think it's also quite interesting because once you understand how much effort has gone into the historical recreation of this, and then you also pick up something like, for example, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is thematically very similar, um, telling a story of the 300 Spartan um uh, you know, heroes uh, fall at Thermopylae, uh, which took uh, took place about the same sort of um, time. You're you're kind of wondering, you know, where the 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 difference the differences might be, um, and it, for that reason, I think it's probably worth reflecting on the animation style too, because what you're getting in this film isn't the same as what you might get in that um, Assassin's Creed version at all. The, the, the animation doesn't hold in the same way as it does in that AAA version, if you like. Um, it's more stylized. Uh, it's definitely not unreal metahuman type stuff that you're looking at. There's emphasis on just a few components of it um, being more realistically done. For example, um, you see some of the soldiers running and you see the way that they're running and that's really quite... Um, quite detailed some of the detailed on the on the armor is is uh, some of the detail on the armor is really very impressive as well but some of the skin looks a little bit plastic and in parts it kind of reminded me a little bit of um 
you remember Harryhausen's animations of Talos in Jason and the Argonauts? That was a little bit, uh-huh. uh, a little bit like that for me in places. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suspect what's happened here is probably a, a function of the focus of Martin's work, which is really on the on the the historical representation of the artifacts, um, which are highlighted throughout more perhaps than actually on the storytelling per se. Um, but overall, I, I have to say this was an outstanding indie creative project, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and I, I know I've picked up on a few little bits and pieces, but um be really interested to hear what you guys have got to say about it. Well, I thought it was a beautiful and a moving film that was pretty close to perfect. I had no problems following the plot, even though I didn't know anything about the background on his website. I understood it. Um, I, the, every detail was just good. The voiceover, the pacing, the camera work, the animation, skin, maybe you could say, but then again, that's a, that iClone has always had a little bit of a problem with skin textures, although they're really getting better at it, you know? Um, but that that was a tiny bit. The music, you're absolutely right. It was flawless. I, lo- I loved it. I just thought it was marvelous. It shows how machinima can be a short form film format to the par excellence and compete against um, Pixar and other uh, other companies that produce long form stuff. Now, they have a team of people mm-hmm. working on one thing for yeah. a week. Whereas Martin was one guy doing something. Now, his four-year odyssey in putting this together perhaps might be a bit antithetical to the machinima, the idea of machinima. He seems to be working along the more professional lines of, I've got to get this right, it's got to get this. I think perhaps he could have spent less time on some of the details and it still would have been, been effective. But then again, that's just his way of, of making films. My only issue with the film at all, and anyway, and I, and I honestly was moved and, and touched by it, was the sort of fight for what you believe in theme at, at the end. Um, it's That's so American and so modern. And in many ways, although many, many people believe that, I think our modern era of two world wars, world war wars and the Holocaust and uh, continuing horrifying war in the Ukraine might argue against that notion, might be a little sentimental. But I think most people won't care about that. But but it did bother me just a little bit. But I loved it. Wonderful choice. It bothered I, me a little bit too, Ricky, believe it or not. Yeah. Because I, 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 just that, that part of it, the, uh, because everybody in World War II, every every major power involved in World War II were fighting for what they believed in. Exactly. Every single one. So yeah, I think that, that doesn't that doesn't hold up too well. And I think you're right, Ricky. I think it's this past century is really what taught us that uh better than any other. That aside though, yeah. Um uh, <clears throat> I enjoyed this very much. Um a lot of the a lot of the historical detail honestly, is just not something that I'm qualified to spot. So I, I, I don't know how to evaluate it through that lens. That With one, maybe one exception is I have done a fair bit of research into 
uh, architecture from that period, um, the way cities are structured and such uh, for a project that I'm planning for the future and was really impressed uh, with, they were very brief shots, of course, but some of those shots that showed the the settlements and villages and stuff and the, the way that the walls were set and all, all of this, um, the colors, I wasn't sure how to judge. Some of the colors seemed almost impossibly vibrant, but who knows if that's the way they were, that's the way they were. But as far as the actual structure, it was impressively in alignment with real historical research that I've done. Uh, so that was something that kind of hooked me, hooked me on the first viewing of it was, okay, somebody's paying attention to something here. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the, I, I found it, uh, I don't want to say heartwarming. That's the wrong, that's, that's too sentimental a term, but it, it was moving. The story was definitely moving. Um, and wonderfully encapsulates, I think, the whole notion of war and soldiers in the context of generations, you know, and that the, there tends to be this amongst the young, this over glorified notion of what being a soldier is versus the reality of the brutality and low survival rate. And it's hard, you know, but to a young man who just, you know, here's the legacy of his father. And well, I want to be that too. Uh, that's real. That's, that's not just something that happened back then. That's something that still happens now, you know? Yes. And uh, so I, I liked the respectful treatment of that and the mother kind of serving as this figure uniquely positioned to see both of those things. You know, she knows through her husband, the real horrors of war and also knows you know knows her son so uh what what she must have been feeling as he's yearning to follow in the footsteps was uh yeah it just it got me thinking about those things it's 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 mm -hmm. nice you know it, it's not terribly unusual for a professionally made tv show or movie to succeed in getting you to think about real things like that it's fairly unusual for a machinima film to do so and this yes. short little film did that. Sure so, did. I, and so, regardless of technological pluses and minuses that it had, ultimately, that's what really impressed me the most about this this film was that he knows how to do that because that's not easy to do. You know, well, people can sniff a fake with that miles away. You know, so there's something authentic and genuine to the spirit of the filmmaker when they succeed in bringing that through. So uh, to me, that may be his biggest strength in, sp in spite of all the clearly technological expertise he's developed in making Machinima with iClone and with these other tools. And I mean, he's got a, a Rococo suit for crying out loud. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not just that he, you know, came up with the budget to do that, but then also you have to learn how to use it properly as well. And then right. learn how to learn how to clean up the mocap to get it to be something usable. Mm. Um, it's a whole thing, you know, a whole yeah. scene. So all that's very impressive. But what really struck me was uh, his ability to move me. Because uh, uh, I'm not a sap. 
you know, I'm not, I'm not easily triggered like that, but this made me think and feel. And uh, for me, that's the biggest reason that I hope he keeps going. And right. I hope that so, his funding model works for him. Uh, to and unlike the TikTok this. videos that you, that I shared. <laughs> well, they made me feel something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They made but me in a, feel in something. another part of your anatomy, perhaps? A little, yeah, to the south, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I just wanted to clarify that. I appreciate that. No, great, I, great pick. Damien, what about you? I can't comment on the historical accuracy either, but um, based on what Tracy said about all the details on the website, I imagine it is uh, as accurate as it could be. And um, I've got a friend who's very knowledgeable on sort of ancient Greeks, and I, I really want to show this to her, and I haven't had a chance to do it before we recorded, because I'd be really interested to hear what she had to say about it. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, you've already talked about the story. I want to talk a bit more about the technical side of things. There are some really epic scale shots there with big armies, thousands of troops, and yes. ships at sea. And um, initially, we just we see an uh, icon characters, and you know you can look at a machinima and you get a good idea of what created the character just from the look of the, the way it is. And it's just something about the way they look. You can tell instantly what it's from. And I could tell this is icon characters. That's not a criticism or anything like that. It's just you just you just know when you look and i thought okay this is this is obviously made with iclone um maybe rendered with unreal or something because i didn't look at the description <laughs> until later um and then you got to some of the shots thought how did he do that with iclone because if i tried to do that with iclone it would probably crash um, i thought the same <laughs> thing damien i really did uh especially that shot with you know thousands and thousands of soldiers um charging each other and i don't know and then I could read the description after. Okay, it's rendered Blender, so he probably did it in layers and put it all into Blender, which could probably handle that. But still, that's a huge amount of work to do. I can see why maybe it would take four years to just animate all of that. And it's not just animating the characters; it's it's the detail as well. Like when they're running, the dust is flying up behind them because you know mm. it would. Right. And there's little subtle things like um, the fabric on their clothes is wafting gently in the wind, even. Yeah. Not just in the obvious way, it's like the mother's got a dress and obviously that's going to float around, but the, the little boy, he's got a, a sleeveless shirt on and just sort of here, you can see it just wafting a little bit as he's moving around. And that's the kind of detail that isn't necessary. You don't really need to do it unless you really want everything to be perfect. And I, I can't imagine how long it would have taken mm. to figure out just how to get those little details in and to put them in. Well, did he animate that by hand or did he have to do the soft cloth fabric techniques and of course figuring out all the little details for that that's a huge amount of work and i yeah i really admire everything that he's all that time and energy he's put into this um i, I feel a little bad that i can't comment on the historical accuracy because that's obviously something that he's very passionate about but the technical side of things i really really stunned by and i'm looking forward to seeing the next chapter of Me this too. story yeah. Um, and see what else you can do. And it's also inspiring me as well. I thought I need to step up my game a little bit because I'm obviously using some very similar software to him. And uh, I think that's the highest praise I can offer is you make me want to do better. That's fantastic. Inspiring. Yeah. Very interesting comments. Thank you. Sure. I guess, I mean, I suppose the only thing is I, you know, because I found the, um, basically the, the trailer for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. 
and the content is so similar uh, in terms of the scenes, the the shots, the big, you know, the the armies running at one another, the battle scenes, and all the rest of it. And I and I was thinking that you know this one person has created something that looks something that a AAA has created. Just exactly, looks. and who probably used three D Studio Max to create the cutscenes. Yeah. Absolutely. With the assets from the game. Absolutely. And he was just using us over-the-counter software that is you that's affordable and that a lot of people use. Yeah. And I, I also don't know too much about the historical accuracy of it at all. But what I can say is that quite a lot of the comments on his YouTube channel seem to be from people that do know about the historical context. And I think that's his primary target audience for this. It's yeah. the it's the his history. Um, you know the 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 archaeological folks, the the folks that report on the detail side of things. And well, he's... it makes sense too because I mm. mean there are certain periods in history, in human history, that haven't gotten a lot of screen time in the world of cinema as far as realistic portrayals. There's been plenty of stylized portrayals. Yes. You know the Three Hundred movie. Uh, yes. uh You know there was a series. Uh, this is not really that same time period. It's it's early 80s but there was a series on stars called spartacus that was but just a highly stylized (laughs) telling of the gladiator age you know during rome and stuff like that Uh, there there was a great series on hbo a decade or more ago called rome ran for two seasons great that was wonderful that's worth a rewatch if you've got hbo max but pre-ad bronze age uh there haven't even it's I don't know, I guess it's, you know, we're a fickle mob, aren't we? So they make films about what people are interested in. And, you know, there's dime a dozen World War Two flicks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's these other eras that are and I'm very fascinated by that, that era that that it's not prehistory, but it's, you know, uh, ancient times that are fairly well documented. Yeah. But we haven't really seen them portrayed and with all the the technology and abilities that we've got nowadays it's it's kind of a shame i mean maybe the history channel's doing this and i just don't watch it i don't know yeah but frankly this to me for what little i have seen of like dramatic animated reenactments on the history channel this is right up there with that like maybe yeah. better you know yeah. so my hat's off to him i'm glad he's filling a gap yep. uh, in our because storytelling is important not yeah. just fictional storytelling but you know, telling and retelling of history is important because there's yeah. still stuff to be learned from it. So yeah, yeah, I really hope he hope he uh, hope he does succeed in his his quest here. I was thinking after I watched the movie and I was mulling over my reactions to it, Hugh Hancock came to my mind, and I was thinking, boy, if he was alive today and saw this movie, he'd be jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd be so happy with what they because he loves those large, massive scenes. He loves that epic scope. This is exactly what he envisioned that Machinima could do was the single filmmaker creating what you can do in Hollywood for millions and millions of dollars. Oh, and the and Machinima has, for Dummies book that he 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 wrote with Johnny uh Johnny Ingram, they devoted a whole s- section of chapters to making movies with i can't remember what the name of the game is now but it was with a game that supported these large scale battle environments that's right what was it called 
Total War. Yeah, Total yeah, War. yeah. There's a whole right. series Total of those War. games, and they're all different time periods. And I think there was yeah. one in sort of the ancient Greece. Yeah, um, I was the technical editor on that book, so I got kind of an insight when they were planning it. And I remember when he picked that, I was like, "What are you thinking? Nobody makes stuff with that." <laughs> and he said, "And and it was funny. We were on a call, and he says, well, that's exactly why I picked it.' <laughs> there was they actually did nobody's doing it, but they should. There so, was a TV yeah. series here. Um, I forget the name of it. I think uh, Battle Commanders or something. Time Commanders. That was it. And every um." week they'd have two teams and they would use the total war engine to recreate historical battles and the teams would be controlling um but they'd be controlling the opposing armies and they would have to figure out their strategy and it was all rendered using the game um mm. and, and they basically play it on a huge screen in their studio um you know there's broadcast over tv it was, that was a fascinating show well, it's fascinating, amazing to yeah. me that for his large-scale scenes in this movie that he wasn't using something like that when I when I first glanced at it for just a second, I thought, "Oh my gosh, was he using Ultimate Battle Simulator?" But then I realized, nope, not silly enough. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's flying into the air, you know. It's it's and yeah, and... I, I really scratched my head at first at like, how did he do that? Because I thought the same way you did, Damien. I thought, man, you can't do that on a normal computer, <laughs> not with iClone, you know, yeah. not not in that way, not as seen. Oh, so, I, yeah, you're probably right. He got creative with it somehow and, and layered it in or something. But it's so amazing. Some, you don't see the any. It's seamless. I did something similar with Movie Storm, which <laughs> big battle like that. And I was look. I started thinking. I remember I was thinking about how I did that, and I was looking for signs he did the, the same way, and I did not see any. And I just <laughs> used lots of trickery and sort of fake people. Um, right. But no, because I was looking and no, they're, they're all animated. They're not just static images moving along. You can see their legs and arms moving as they're running. Yeah. yeah. Huge yeah. amount yeah. of work has gone into this. You can, you can tell that for sure. Yeah. Really great pick. Well, we look forward to seeing the next one then when, whenever that comes out in the autumn, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yep. That's a really good pick, Tracy. Yeah. Congratulations, uh, Martin Kleckner. You did a, a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that will that will uh, tie up this episode. So on behalf of uh, myself, Tracy and Ricky and Damien, thank you for joining us. Be sure to give us some feedback on the website. We have been getting feedback uh, from you, including some people uh, commenting on our comments and in some cases recommending other stuff for us to take a look at. We greatly appreciate that mm. for like little kids at Christmas when those arrive. It's, it's fantastic. So keep it coming. Uh, we'd love to hear that. The way to feedback to us is over on our, our website, completelymachinima.com. That's where Tracy also uh, oversees our blog there, which has got additional, we were talking about these layers of content. How did they do it? You'll wonder the same thing when you visit our blog. Yes. Because there's so many additional layers of content. It's like, how did they do yep. that? Yep. How did they do We used Tracy to do that. She did that. <laughs> That's the engine. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you all next time. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.